Are we on? Can you hear me? I pray to God this finds you. It started off as a joke. A goof, if you will. We did a silly show because we noticed a lot of actors invading the podcast scene. But we opened Pandora's box. My name is Jim Scampoli. I'm on the run. Away from my home, my family, my friends. To maintain my sanity, there's only one thing I can do. Continue listening to and reviewing television rewatch podcasts. My co-host Jacob Burrows is presumed dead. But in the era of technology, no one is truly dead. I now present to you AI Jacob. AI Jacob boozing up. I love you, Jim. But even that is a mere charade. Welcome to a new era. Welcome to a new land. Welcome to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, a Friday night's Lights Rewatch Podcast. Clear Eyes, Full Hearts is a Friday night lights weekly rewatch podcast hosted by actors Derek Phillips and Stacey Oristano, aka Billy and Mindy Colette Riggins. Derek and Stacy are married on television, but they're friends in real life. Glad they cleared that up. Join them as the two pals take a trip back to Dillon, Texas, where they'll share highlights of the episodes, behind-the-scenes information, and answer fan questions. Along the way, they'll be joined by members of the Friday Night Lights family, writers, directors, and fellow cast members. AI Jacob, welcome to the Friday Night Lights universe. Uh, beep boop. I love that you're carrying on this illusion that I'm an AI because, of course, that's not real. But it's a good bit that we have going, 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 yeah. Jim. We're going to yeah. do a double feature again this week. We did, um, didn't we do Full House? We did two podcasts on Full Full House. Yes. And now we're doing two podcasts on its Friday Night uh, Lights rewatch podcast. And I, um, you know, we'll, we have, I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about it i have to say starting this episode because we are doing the same episode as as we did on the other friday night lights podcast namely the season one finale state starting the podcast and listening to it i just felt drained um i don't (laughs) think it's a knock against this show in particular i think my soul i definitely have because i'm not an ai i think my soul is just tired and i'm questioning uh why we carry on not with this podcast but you know with life no, I agree. I, I hear that. I, I, I was just looking. I should have checked this ahead of time. I was trying to see what started first. I think... I have the data. I have yeah. the numbers on this so... particular question because I had the same thing. Same thing I was wondering about. Where clear eyes, full hearts. The one we're listening to this time. They did their introduction thing on Apple Podcast on September first, two thousand and twenty-one. Versus, uh... it's not only football, which uh, started out with their trailer on November second, two thousand. 22 so huh. a year ahead this one was a year ahead of the other one more or less i wonder if there's been any uh if there's any animosity here i mean we always assume it i mean i get we didn't plan i know it probably seems like we didn't plan to do between four episodes two shows where it's like back-to-back dueling uh uh tv rewatch podcast it just happened to work that way and it's also a great angle to look at because again this show is all about these goddamn actors. They, it's not enough for them to be on our TV, to be uh, in our movie screens, to be on billboards and ads. They also got to be in our fucking ears, and they got to take over the podcast scene. Um, I'm trying to look. I don't see any guests. I don't see them guessing on uh, it's, it's only football. 
Clear Eyes, Full Hearts is probably the better podcast title, which I think is even because there was a fan. I believe there is a fan podcast called Clear Eyes, Full Hearts uh, before the the goddamn uh, actors got involved. Um, but I, I have no I evidence like, for that, but it sounds true, yeah. so I choose to believe it. <laughs> yeah, I just like to uh, I like to assume that like they're just kind of steaming because I feel like I'd be steaming if I was like you know, Riggins's brother doing a podcast and then Jason Street himself and Matt Saracen and their their famous friend decided to also do a Friday night re- Friday night's rewatch podcast, I'd be pretty upset. Yeah, because, yeah, explain who these uh, characters are in the show that they're playing as someone who's not as much of an aficionado okay. of the Friday Night Lights universe. So for this show here, the Clear Eyes Full, Clear Eyes Full Hearts, um, it's Mindy and I just had their names up. What was the uh, Billy? Because I think I changed Derek? over to the other. Well, Derek's is I think that's his actual name. Oh, I'm right. just I'm playing oh, yeah, with their yeah. characters. Names, it is Billy. Though. Yeah, I, I was googling this. It is Billy uh, Riggins yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So like Riggins is the main guy. Well, not the main guy, but he's like the cool bad boy on the show. This is the brother of that character, <laughs> you know. Whereas on the other podcast, Jason Street is in the pilot. He's the hot shot uh, starting quarterback that gets injured. He gets paralyzed basically in the first uh episode and then matt saracen his co-host is the backup that has is like the kind of nerdy backup that has to take his place those are like especially the first few seasons those are main that's like almost as main as you can get without having coach taylor be the host of the podcast and then of the football kids it's basically jason street uh or matt saracen and Riggins, the main Riggins, who is guesting on this show, who are kind of like the main yeah. guys. Yeah, he's guesting on the Clear Eyes, Full Hearts because the Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, like the hosts on there, they're still likable, fun characters on the show. But the show is like a high school show. These are like, this is the older brother and older sister. Like these are the characters that are not in high school. They're kind of, you know, ancillary characters that that fill out the cast but, you know, one of the things we always look at when we break down, uh, you know, what 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 goes into some of these shows is like the proximity of the main characters. And you're like a step or two away here in Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, which doesn't automatically that doesn't necessarily put you at a lower, um, you know, totem because of that. It's you know, you could still have a better quality show with lesser characters, but like. Not to get too ahead of the game, I feel like it's not only football does it beats it in star power and also just beats it in in a, as as a show in general. Mm-hmm. Um, especially what you're talking about coming into this being beaten down, and to a detriment to this show, the Clear Eyes Full Heart show. Like you had mentioned, we we listened to the same episode discussion, so it's season one's finale state. They start off with their recap, and I've I've always been a. If you listen to this show, you know I'm a big critic of the actors just recapping the script, which they also did in uh, "It's Not Only Football," but in this one, it's the fucking the 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 shallowest, weirdest. Like they call it like a highlight reel or something like that, because it's literally 15 minutes, but they just randomly bring out scenes like kind of out of context completely. 
and I didn't rewatch the episode before listening to this one, but I mean, I still have a vague understanding of what they're talking about. I assume like, yeah, if you're doing a fresh rewatch or watching of the show and listening to the podcast at the same time, you know what they're talking about. But in here, you know, they're jumping all around between the the ladies in the car going to state to uh, uh, like, what else do they have? Uh, I guess that's the only thing I really have a note on. Or, or being like hungover, being hungover yeah, yeah. in real life and being like complimented on your hungover acting. Although, which I do enjoy. I like a little bit. Yeah, of the yeah that's good. I guess I was jumping ahead because the biggest thing, the, the main notes I had for this this start here they get right into the merch plug and the website plug which they like name a person that did their website it's like that level where it's like you know shout outs to so and so on instagram <laughs> that made our page which is awesome uh I, I i guess i'm getting more low stakes feel here i was trying to dig a little bit into the companies they mention they mm-hmm. mentioned black barrel media Oh, I have. We just saved right. that for later, Jim, because we'll I have notes them, on yeah. this. Um, but yeah, no. Sorry, well, I was just gonna say, they also mentioned Ritual Productions, which I tried to look into. and I couldn't find anything on that. I found There's a nothing. Ritual Productions, but it's like a heavy metal label. Yeah. Unless that's somehow involved. Uh, and the other thing I just wanted to put. Yeah, we'll get into that stuff. You got all the info on that. You are an AI. You've you've scoured and scraped the web for all the info. But uh, besides the site and merch plug, it's got that really overproduced discussion at the beginning, which puts me off. And maybe people like this, but it's like not so much that it just sounds good. I mean, it's great if it sounds good, but it's very produced in like there's not even a second for breath when uh, I guess it's similar to how like YouTube YouTubers edit their videos or at least the old school way they used to where you'd have those little cuts. It felt like that where they would be like, and then on this day, this happened. And then it's like the other person immediately is like, and that was great. Like, there's not even a second where someone like reacts to someone speaking. Some things don't land. Um, yes. they don't, they're not given room to breathe. I think they might actually, I mean, they could literally have used one of those things that automatically removes pauses, right? Like that's yeah. a very common tool now. Maybe not when they started releasing this but it's still it's yeah that overproduced feeling i think i know what you're talking about because they're go as you said it's 15 minutes that they discuss the episode and they jump from different sections to different sections like i didn't hate it or anything uh, it's mm-hmm. almost like this is the opposite end of how sometimes they go into way too much detail like we do on yeah. cut to black a soprano sit down and like really get into the nitty-gritty of every single scene and maybe that's not necessary but the highlights aren't even necessarily chronological uh which would be fine except yeah it kind of feels like it stops and starts and then suddenly we're talking about something else and it's a bit difficult to keep track yes and and maybe it's just me maybe this the the way it's edited works for a lot of people but i i mean if again if you listen to this show the stuff i react more positively to are just like natural conversations i don't mind a few ah or ums or whatever as someone's kind of putting their thoughts together i i like a natural conversation not just this quick like it's it's hard enough to even just process it listening to it the way they're like uh, uh, slanging back and forth with just like kind of nothing. Now, I know I'm like really shitting on this show, but it, and it's again, it's not like it's terrible. It's just to me, it's off putting. Like it's not a good experience to listen to a discussion like that. 
Now, once you get past that and they they bring on Taylor Kitsch, the actor that plays Riggins, who is one of like the best characters on the show because he, like I said, he's like a he's like a broody, you know, almost like uh, I guess like a Han Solo, <laughs> like you know, cool kick ass guy. He's the he's the high schooler that's always drunk and doesn't go to class. He's just effortlessly cool and he's great at football. Um, and, and he's when they seemingly bring... that person in real life, more or less, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I do before on, like it's just a discussion, but I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, no, I know I I do I I like that's most of the episodes. We have to talk about yeah. that extensively, but before we get into it, I just have to call out that Stacey Oristano has the best excuse for not knowing what she's talking about, which is she brings up multiple times the multiple concussions she's had, which yeah. is if you compare it to I'm all in with Scott Patterson, where he's just like, uh, yeah. You know, I I don't care. I showed up, and and maybe that's actually the case here. But I think, yeah, she's just. I think we even pitched this show. I think we said it would be a good show to do Malcolm in the Middle, where one of the yeah. kid actors doesn't remember the show and then watches it for the first time. We're getting kind of a glimpse of that because it's brought up a couple of times. And uh, I, I like how um, the guy who plays Billy Der- Derek uh, calls it back when she says something. It's like slightly dumb and he's like that's probably the concussions talking or something like that um so i'm like yeah you know what i like it better than just blatantly not caring about what you're talking about or remembering it yeah and i i mean i assume because they don't really get it i mean i do remember them mentioning the concussions they don't really get into the context of that right i assume it maybe it's because we're jumping in on episode like 22 23 that you know we don't get the backstory i'd love to hear what the backstory is on the multiple concussions she had yeah, and the lore. Um, you know, some podcasts you don't expect to actually have deep lore uh, if you dig into them. Um, hint, hint. Um, but yeah, I thought I, in general, I didn't think uh, it was too bad. I, I think I agree with everything you were saying, but it was kind of like all of a sudden over. And then we're going into the main interview section of this where, uh, what's the guy's name who plays Riggins? Taylor uh, Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch just steals the show, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And what's what's nice, and again, like, I guess it harkens a little back, to, a little bit back to um, fake doctors, real friends, because it it it's not only a natural conversation, but it feels like they are people that like each other. It feels like they are, you know, they have these stories, and that's these are the things that, to me, anyways. I would want to listen to a rewatch podcast with people from the show is I'm not completely against the episode rundown. I would just want it peppered with a lot of stories, a lot of like, here's what this was like. Here's what we did in our off time. Here's what our relationship is. And that's when we get into it is when they bring him on and uh, they start discussing more of the behind the scenes stuff and just their real relationship. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that part. Once we get past, it was just, like I said, it's the the highlight section. It's not terrible, but it would definitely, if I was just throwing this on, like not that we were going to discuss it, I would have tapped out like within the first like five to 10 minutes because like, ah, this is not for me. I can't, I don't like this. And I wouldn't yeah. have even gotten to the part that I liked. And the part with Taylor Kitsch, which is most of it, it's very um briefly it's barely connected to the specific episode that they're discussing right yeah um which you know i this is kind of what we want like you said the camaraderie the banter 
the illusion that we're all friends here behind the scenes and the rapport can't really be oversold in this. I, I think it is good. Um, they're just bullshitting, kind of throwing around fond memories. But isn't that more honest than just going mm. through the episode? Isn't that more pure than getting a scene by scene? Um, but the problem here is it's all the guest's handiwork. It's very hard to say how well this show actually holds up without a good guest on. Uh, but also at the same time, it is the work of a good host to get out of the way and let talent shine. Very true. Yeah. Uh, which is what I mean, I get why they wouldn't get into this, uh, but I couldn't help but thinking like I loved hearing about his process, like hearing that he was like literally a starving actor for the most part, like. He, you know, moved to New York from Canada and didn't have like a social security number, couldn't get his utilities turned on. And he's like just living in a, you know, kind of like a shithole apartment, sneaking in the attic, trying to uh, figure, see if he could turn his, his utilities on like somehow illegally. Uh, like kind of just having so many candles that uh, like someone called the fire brigade. They thought that it was on fire, but he was just stealing candles and helping using them to heat up his, his home. <laughs> it is that thing of like, you're like, Oh shit. You know, that's why I'm not an actor or, you know, that's why I'm not a famous actor. I guess I don't have, I don't have that same drive. But then again, he's like this fucking model dude. Like, of course, he could just float through and, you know, steal some grub from the store and hang out at the gym all day, whatever the fuck he was doing. Uh, but he had like his story, like he was originally going to be into like macroeconomics or something like that. And he's like, yeah. this shit ain't for me. He went to like a couple classes like, wait a minute. I'm I'm a dumbass. I'm supposed to be an actor. Yeah. But, uh, no. it, but it also reminded me, too, because it's like. I followed this dude just because Riggins is such like an iconic part and he's such a huge part of it. Like his performance is amazing, but at least in my opinion and any other project I've seen him in, he's fucking ass. Um, and I don't know if it's just that he doesn't know how to pick projects properly or whatever his man management team is. I mean, I guess he was on one of the seasons of true detective. That was fine. He had that famous bomb, like John Carter of Mars. That was like shortly after Friday Night Lights. He was in that really bad Wolverine movie, which he kind of does mention on here. Like he went into X-Men. He was Gambit in the uh, like X-Men Origins or whatever. Um, I just feel like I've never seen him in anything good since, uh, which is kind of hilarious um, because I, I, I loved hearing that. It's like, no, he had like a, an acting teacher and he really thinks about the craft and really prepares for roles and stuff like that and and also like the insight that he added where when they initially like reached out to him about friday night lights or fnl as they call it uh, if i could use their lingo a little bit they were like hey we want you to record on tape for uh streets jason street and I don't know if this is easily something he could lie about, but I feel like he's telling the truth where he's like, I read the script and I was like, you know what? I think Riggins would be a better part. And usually when I hear these stories, it's always like, oh, I went out for this character, but they offered me this. And it shows that the casting team or the director really saw it. But I kind of liked hearing that he was the one that was like, no, I mean, I'm, I'd be better for this brooding like kick-ass dude <laughs> than a guy that gets put in a wheelchair in episode one 
I mean, that's what I can't. I think you kind of answered your own question about uh, why he seems to be potentially ass, as you totally said in in other uh, in other things. Because the reason he's so good as as Riggins, and you can hear it in the show, is that his vibes are so close to what the character's vibes are. And he, he absolutely made the right shout there. And it, it, yeah. when he said, I should go out for this role, uh, he, they talk about him doing the audition, doing the screen test, and just kind of how it all came together. But he didn't have extensive acting experience, obviously, before then, or indeed, like, seemingly any, uh, really. So it was like... It was like it, it matched him so perfectly, and you can hear that in when they they're talking about all the dumb shit they were doing on set, uh, like dragging a couch behind a car and all these things. Very similar to the dumb shit he talks about doing in high school himself. Oh, in photography class, we got this car and it didn't have any brakes. Like all this stuff, it sounds like the same kind of thing. So maybe when you go off and try to do, uh, you know, John Carter of Mars or whatever, it's it's a different it's a different uh, vibe and it challenges you in yeah. different ways. But you hear that you hear him talk about that as well. So it's actually so much of um, the production of the show that we have le- FNL that we've learned about through these two podcasts. I wouldn't have expected there to be so much improv because everyone talks about yeah. it on both podcasts on how they just improv so much more than you would expect in like a teen drama, which usually seems like it's it'd be more buttoned up than say a comedy show or whatever. Um, but it, also the run and gun style of shooting, the way they were just kind of put, putting it together and kind of having a more casual approach to it and how that would allow his personal vibe that we hear on this podcast to shine through in the character as well. Yeah, now it's super interesting because especially like, I mean, the show is presented almost like it feels like a documentary. And I guess it yeah. is, I mean, in, in hindsight or you could kind of guess that that's how it was shot, but it's still cool hearing about it. Is it's like he's like we didn't we weren't hanging around waiting for lighting setups and you know uh, like whatever or setting up tracks and shit like that. It's like they came out with a camera and like he was saying, you know, scene like the first take is a your close up. Like we're we're in it, and it's so cool to hear about that. Because it, I, it totally works so well for this show, and it, it, it makes it just feel more organic and natural. Um, and it's also, yeah, it's fun to hear just him the way he would throw things in to kind of throw like he would almost like it's almost like throwing away the scene in a lot of ways because he's like the actor that plays Billy. He's like, you know, but I, yeah, you could throw on all this improv. I still need to make sure I get this. There's an important line we still need to get to. The scene still needs to end on this thing. Uh, and I, I do, I think I've, I do remember the scene they reference where he goes off on like this hunting trip and he adds all this stuff in about how it's the one thing they used to, they've done every single year. Uh, and I do remember that being like an emotional real thing. So it's so cool to hear about how those things just kind of came naturally as like improv. Uh, or they bring up the the uh, Jason Street roast, or not Jason Street, the Saracen roast, where Riggins is like up at the podium. And he's like, "How about Saracen getting with the coach's daughter?" Huh? Like, I don't know. Like that stuff as a fan. Like again, like I was saying, the beginning of it, the beginning of the podcast would put me off, but I'm really glad I listened to the episode because there was some legit cool stories that I was happy to hear. So in the end, like. I, even though I don't think it's an amazing podcast, I'm really glad I listened to this episode. 
Cool. Well, we don't want to blow our load too soon, but you said you think this is a stronger, stronger show than the other one, even given all of the things, even scoring. I didn't really know. I don't know if I necessarily think that, though. I still might think, I mean, not we'll get, well, you should get to it by the end. I'm not sure if I think it's better than the other podcast, though. This is how we keep you hooked to the end yeah. of our episode. This is yeah. how we build tension. You know, yes, keep, take exactly. notes, folks. Um, now, tell me about Black Barrel Media. Yeah. So, um, basically, I, I, of course, immediately because they reference uh, Ritual Productions, like you said, which doesn't exist. It's just two words they put together. Like, who hasn't done that? Just say a word and then productions, and then that's how you sound more professional. Uh, but Black Barrel Media is seemingly. Uh, uh, you know the website they don't have a lot of different shows on there i was having a look at look at uh, at all of their different shows so they have seven podcasts uh on their website it Mm. seems to be a mix of history podcasts actually mostly history podcasts and then there's one rewatch podcast and i just got this sense i was looking at bizarro shows what you know.com which is a network of rewatch podcasts with uh one history podcast on it but no they have a few shows called um one called infamous america legends of the old west uh the american centrist it's actually this fnl podcast is just one it's there's only one rewatch podcast on this network as opposed to the other Friday Night Lights podcast, which was on Podcast One, a network, yeah. I believe, dedicated fully to television rewatches. So it's an interesting addition to this whole label. And I try to figure out what it was and who created it and everything. It seems to have been created by Chris and Mandy uh, Wimmer, who hosted or hosts uh, the Legends of the Old West, which is the most popular show on the network. Going simply off iTunes ratings or Apple Podcast ratings, Legends of the Old West has like 3,000 ratings on American uh, iTunes, as opposed to this uh, Friday Night Lights podcast, which has 365 ratings on the US iTunes. So just kind of giving you an idea that this is not the big drag of that network um it's kind of in between they have a couple of really big hitters they have legends of the old west and infamous america which again is historical and those have three to two and a half thousand ratings and then there's this this is kind of a middling show it has three four hundred ratings then they have a few other ones that they've clearly tried to get going the american centrist when things go wrong some other ones that have fewer ratings like literally like 30 or 12 or something like that so what i believe has happened is they had a very successful podcast uh with legends of the old west and basically their their production company that they made up and stuck two words together was black barrel um and then clearly at some stage i don't know exactly how but they got involved in the production of or distribution of this show as well. So that's kind of the background. It's not another big one. It's kind of a smaller one, similar to Podcast One, and it's carried on the back, I think, of this uh, one or two very successful podcasts that they then branched out a bit from. Huh? Yeah, it really is strange because I to- I definitely would not have expected that. I was totally expecting it to be like, yeah, this Friday Night Lights podcast is their big one, and then they're trying to use that to help promote these other podcasts um i mean i guess what they're going for because i mean just looking at it yeah like legends of the west infamous america like if they do have this kind of like um you know like old west texas like i guess i could see kind of a through line 
with the Americana like, through line. Yeah. Yeah. Like with, with Friday night lights, like it's, I could see it maybe kind of being a thing, but um, hmm. it's that's, I'm trying to, I, it just, cause it also reeks of like, Oh, I'm friends with this person or something. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm the guy that I'm Derek uh, Phillips that played Billy billy riggins and my buddy uh has this little podcast network so I, you know i'll do a podcast on it so um hmm, i'd be i'd be interesting what kind of what kind of business deals put this together like because the cadence 13 is another one that i see come up here as like because it's weird to think that yeah you have to have black barrel media ritual productions has to be one of the hosts or like so, like you said they just made something up to add a credit but it's like actually they're them like the hosts themselves cadence yeah, which we would never do yeah no we'd never do that cadence 13 i'm looking at theirs it looks like maybe they are involved in some different new media stuff sorry what's cadence 13 what's that one cadence 13 because they're only mentioned in a couple of the articles but it does say like cadence13.com cadence 13 launches clear eyes full hearts a friday night Le- rewatch podcast uh, as the beloved Emmy-winning series approaches its 15th anniversary, Derek Phillips and Stacey Rostano, who played husband and wife, invite listeners back to Dillon, Texas, like a press release I found. Cadence 13 is an odd odyssey company. Uh, it's a leading podcast studio dedicated to premium storytelling and production. It was named one of Fast Company's world's most innovative companies in 2019. The home of C13 Features creating a wide range state of feature length podcast movies. Ooh. Um, what are their podcasts though? Um, so cadence 13 has a few more that I, at least I, I know about you must remember this, which is like old Hollywood, um, like history. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a few, I kind of recognize a little bit on here, but I think, it must have moved off then. Maybe it was with these people originally and then moved to Black Barrel because they no longer have clear eyes on their website. They have like the uh, Rhett and Link, Good Mythical Morning, whatever. They have a podcast by them, you know, on Cadence 13. I mean, there's a few like high, heavier hitters. Uh, yeah. I mean, in their original press release in 2021, it does also mention Black Barrel Media. Okay. And- but then again, yeah, maybe it's just maybe their numbers weren't great or something. Because yet you're right, I'm not seeing it. Well, let me just double check there because I'm looking at yeah their list of shows now. Because yeah, they have a Stephen A. Smith show. He's like a sports uh, broadcaster. It's pretty well known. Sports technology, true crime. Okay, because for TV and film, yeah, is this what you were looking at? Mm-hmm. They have what guilty pleasures, no place like home. Yeah, I don't see they don't have this listed. So yeah, I don't know if maybe yeah they're like all right, moving on. A little like maybe uh, this is a good good time to mention as well that as far as I can see, the latest episode of this show was released on May second, twenty twenty three, which is a good ooh, good time ago at the time of this that. recording. Mm. So I didn't even that's, 
to re- read the description of the latest episode, it's Derek and Stacey answering fan questions and recap the kickoff of FNL's final season, including Coach Billy, the what, whatever. So as far as I understand, it's like they were getting into the last season, if I'm reading that correctly, but they haven't concluded it. I don't see any type of announcement of a break or anything. Obviously, I haven't listened to it, but yeah, it kind of makes me wonder because it's not only football has... I guess it's been a little bit since they released their their latest episode as well, but uh, maybe they lost some momentum with the appearance of another podcast with the heavier star power. Yeah, I'm trying to see unless... Because, yeah, that's not the last episode, I don't think, is it? No. No, no they're okay. just starting out on the last season, uh, as far as I understand. Yeah, I was just trying because it's called Expectations. I was just trying to see if that was like the name of an episode or something, but because they don't really like put the episode numbers here. Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, because that'd be great. That? <laughs> yeah, that would help. That would help us decide <laughs> if you've just given up. Uh, because <laughs> I mean, I guess Friday Night Lights did only have, I think, what three, four seasons, I think. Oh, they gotta have at least five because I'm looking at Kingdom. Oh, is that season five? I could be wrong. Season five, episode five seems to be one of the latest ones that they discussed. The episode ah, Kingdom. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. That's right. Okay. God, but I do know, like in the back end, like they they went from like the twenty something episode seasons to like ten to thirteen because they're, they're so near the so basically they're so near the finish line as far as I can tell. Swerve Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, okay, these are yeah, all that's like episode six in the last season and i don't know if something's just gone wrong with their feed or what uh but i am like i don't think i think they're near the finish line and they just haven't finished is but they haven't updated in months either yeah because expectations is the first episode of season five so yeah you had already said that i just i got lost mm-hmm. thinking they only had four seasons um yeah, cool. But yeah, I mean, at that point, even if I wasn't, well, I mean, I don't get paid to podcast, so <laughs> I I can speak from a from a point of experience here. But at that ooh, point, ooh. sorry, sorry, happy. I have to cut you off because I saw they have a special update from producer Chris Wimmer that is available. Maybe you can go to blackbarrelmedia.com, navigate to the show on there. And if you then go into their audio player and scroll all the way down, you'll find a special update from the producer, which is, let's see, it's only it's only like a minute long. So I think this will answer our questions if you're able to uh, okay. do, do some of your computer wizardry yeah. and maybe we can listen to that together and, and put this mystery to rest. Yeah, let me pull. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's because of the strike then. We, that would actually make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Because now that I see it too, is yeah, their feed is weird. Like the top of their feed is their show from May 2nd. So I thought they stopped at May 2nd. But yeah, I do scroll down and see that it went to, um, yeah, July. So yeah, all right. All right. So everything might still be good then. But yeah, let me play this anyways. Yeah, it's probably the strike now that you mention it. That makes absolutely perfect sense. Is that playing through? Yeah. Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Wimmer, one of the producers of Clear Eyes, Full Hearts. I'm jumping in to give you a quick update about the podcast. As you probably know, 
The Screen Actors Guild is on strike right now in July 2023. One of the major battles is with streaming companies like Netflix, which is the current home of Friday Night Lights. As proud members of SAG-AFTRA, Derek and Stacy are honoring their fellow union members, so we need to pause the release of the podcast until the strike is over. Like you, we hope it ends quickly. And when it does, the podcast will be back up and running immediately. Until then, thanks for your patience, and thanks for listening. Uh, fair enough. You know who's still going strong uh, amidst the strike? Is a little show called um, uh, uh, How Rude Tanarito. So <laughs> let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, even though they're big strike supporters on their Finstas, uh, their podcast has been going uh, unrivaled for <laughs> for months now. So, Oh, my God. I, they're on episode 14. And the other Full House podcast has uh, has paused things, right? So this is actually the perfect, like, what a gamble. This is the high, this is as high as these stakes get, Jim. <laughs> this is so great. Like, they have no competition. I, I feel like no other TV rewatch podcast. Maybe it's only these iHeart podcasts that are still going. Because they, they are they are oh no they're not iHeart or are they? I'm they so are iHeart. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I do have to quickly mention um to go a little bit off course to old uh, how rude Tanneritos. Um, I've listened to multiple episodes of How Rude Tanneritos because interesting. My fiance is a big Full House fan, and uh, I mean as I had mentioned in the previous discussion, and uh, she likes this show so. Sometimes when we're driving around, we put it on. And and there's some decent stuff, but I'm always, and I maybe even already mentioned this in our previous episode, I'm always annoyed every time the way Jody Sweeten reacts. Like, she has the same joke that she does over and over again, where, you know, the show's a fucking sitcom, so clearly a lot of the things are weird, but she points it out like the show's acting like it's normal. Where it's like this guy is living in the alcove. He this isn't how you change a nappy. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like the he dresses his mannequin with the same clothes he wears. The baby is just sitting in the playpen by herself. I'm like, oh my god, it's a sitcom. We know this is not how things really happen. Anyways, I just have to get that off my chest. Are, are there any more Hyundai references in the oh. episodes that you've listened to? ton of there's always hyundai commercials and... are there actually that's great yeah there's tons <laughs> this is of why hyundai. they're still going they have a they have a financial obligation to hyundai and they got free cars must... out of this they have to keep releasing it must be because i do remember like when the strike was starting they had mentioned that if there was previous contracts in place you were like allowed to continue because there were you know whether it be i guess advertising whatever uh, but I think even some play, some actors were like, "Look, we have these, but we're you know we're not doing it." But not uh, old Jody Sweeten and Andrea Barber, they're going strong. Good for them. Yeah, they're they're going strong on down the road like a Hyundai Elantra. They're never going to stop. They're they're great gas mileage on this podcast. Of semi electric, you know, it's great. Um, so what is uh, well, real quick, since we're on this like strike thing. Because oh, the, the, what's kind of interesting is that it's not only football, Friday Night Lights and beyond. It looks like they're still doing episodes, but they're not talking about Friday Night Lights. Like there's one called Zach Guilford's Summer Vacation Cruise. So they're just recapping summer vacations, telling uh, the best go-to jokes, biggest fears, breaking in your friend's houses, Scott's trip to Italy. Then they're doing like 
spoiler etiquette, talking about Taylor Swift. Um, in a way, I mean, I guess now that I'm reading these descriptions, I hate what they're doing, but I guess mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Then again, it is like that's kind of what my podcast is, and I'm just some guy. At least they're like, hey, I was on Friday Night Lights. Let me tell you about my cruise. I'm just some guy, and I'm like, let me tell you about Halloween Horror Nights. It was great. Yeah, which yeah. if you're confused and you're looking for that episode on our feed, go to jimandthem.com yeah. for, for that particular content. But yeah, so basically... both Orlando Horror Nights and Hollywood Horror Nights. I mean, Hollywood ho- Halloween Horror Nights. Universal Hollywood and Universal Orlando. Quick plug, jimandthem.com. We're not on strike. Yeah, big into theme parks. Um, yep. So, yeah, it might get a bit edgy, might get a bit dark, but mm. they love the magic of a theme park. So check out jimandthem.com. Um, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts seemingly then are um, in greater solidarity with the strike. They have completely stopped doing releasing things. Also, by the timing, like they're almost done with the last season. I have to assume they've pre-recorded like the rest of it. They're probably like done with this podcast uh, yeah. and will be dropping the last few episodes as as they are able to do so but yeah it's definitely interesting to compare these two it's very difficult to say what's good about this show without uh you know the the fantastic taylor kitsch on the episode uh i think we we can go through like it's very hard to say our usual criteria is there fan engagement running bits i don't know um designing graphics yeah they have a web design a, a, a website it's not particularly um good um it's better than some of the ones we've seen though true like especially true. like remember like uh, not to pick on poor scott patterson but scott yeah. patterson's site wasn't great i mean the gangster broadcast and uh like their site was like atrocious that was like <laughs> I an mean, under- that was like off. you ex- you expected to have like a little under construction gif at the bottom of that one <laughs> Uh, you're yeah. right. The website's not bad. It does what it's, it's supposed to do. But, yeah. but like, why does it exist? Because you go there to episodes and then it's like, listen now. And it just brings you to a, a stream, a player. And I'm like, it's just, why Why are you even bothering? I don't know. It only exists for the merch. So let's look at the right. Like, we got, Business I mean, they're doing, there. this is stuff as a Friday Night, Friday Night Lights fan. I do kind of like some of it. You know, we got the Panthers t-shirt, of course uh team riggins which i like to see there's a landing strip t that's the strip club that um what was her name was it mandy mm-hmm. uh yeah that's the strip club she worked at riggins rigs they had the him and his brother did start like a mechanic company uh what would riggins do i mean these are all obvious but simple and stuff you would go for so i i'm giving them i'm giving them a thumbs up on the merch they're doing here it feels like they're doing it just well enough too, where it's like you could tell it's Friday Night Lights stuff, but it doesn't say Friday Night Lights anywhere. Uh, which yeah, for copyright not. reasons, very yeah. smart. Yeah. Like, but it's almost like we have listened to the perfect episode because they're going heavy on the Riggins brand. But like, if you say Riggins, you mean Taylor Kitsch's character. You don't mean Billy Riggins. Yeah. So it's that's funny true. that they have a T-shirt that's like WWRD, and then in parentheses, what would Riggins do? People will buy that, but it will not be referring to any of the yeah. people who are regular hosts on this show. They'll be referring to the person who's a guest on this very episode. Sorry, yeah. I just burned you there for no reason. Clear heart. No, no, you are right because you are absolutely. No, I correct. meant. I sorry, I was apologizing to the show. I assume they're listening. Oh, okay. I'm looking at their uh, Finstas now. Uh, they do have. There is a picture of them on the 
uh, uh, picket lines, which is good. One day longer, one day stronger, as long as it takes. SAG-AFTRA three weeks ago. Uh, that's on Derek Phillips. How many followers he? He has 13,000 followers. How many does Stacy Oristano have? I don't mean to be follow shaming here. She's got 17,000. Good for her. Uh, anyways. Yeah. I mean the merch, that's really it. There's a quick meet the host page. There's the episode page, like you mentioned, but that kind of just brings you to the podcast uh it's simple it just works as gordon ramsay would say and you uh and we heard a bit of the um the actual theme song there from the clip we played that's kind of i don't think that is from friday night lights but it evokes the same kind of feeling right the guitar riff so yeah what's great is that like the what is it's i think it's explosions in the sky is the band uh that does all their music uh, but what's great about that is that it's very easy to fake. <laughs> like, yes. Like you could get around like not having the actual music, but you just have someone play guitar in a similar style. Like, and you just assume it's from the show. That's great. And, you know, they can fade it in whenever their conversation kind of loses the plot. They can just play a little stinger and then continue yeah. on, which is they did a few times. Do you get ads on yours? Because I didn't get any ads. I got ads. I can't, I didn't make note. I wish I made note of the products. Although I guess I only got ads like at the beginning and maybe at the end. I kept expecting when the music faded in that it yeah. was going to go to an ad, but I don't think it did. I noticed in my podcast player, it said uh, initially that it was 54 minutes, but then when I downloaded it, it was just 50 minutes. So I assumed that was kind of, it was reading some version that had ads in it. And then I got the other version, which is still like witchcraft to me. I know it's doable in today's society, but like we have, and like we have a lot more advanced technology than that, but like they're audio files. It's, it's tricky to slot things in and then you download an MP3, you know, and generate all these different versions. So, you know, good on you advertisement industry for creating all of these solutions to help people uh sell things it's great well especially in the way that um it can send in fucking like i'll get local ads like a place up the street like it is pretty wild how they figured that out but it is funny how it's the bigger the network behind the show is, the more likely you are to get hyper localized ads because they then have like the bandwidth and the technology and like the ad sales. Like you're not selling super local ads for a show. Like they're they're not going to bother inserting that unless they have a certain scale of mm. uh, like a big enough ads team, a big enough team to actually insert all of these things and, and sell them and monitor them. Like it's just. Black Barrel Media, I would assume, is not that great at doing that. Or by great, I don't necessarily mean like good or bad, but just like they're not going to have as advanced technology to insert advertisements, probably. Um, though I noticed as well, they have a uh, sort of paid subscription thing. Um, they have Black Barrel Plus on their website, which mm. actually redirects to supportingcast.fm. So what they're advertising there is that you can join and binge full seasons without ads and receive exp- uh, exclusive bonus content. So sounds a lot like a uh, Patreon type setup, but you can pay $5 per month or $55 per year. Of course, everyone knows that uh, Patreon takes a cut, much like everything here in life. So I suppose having some dedicated setup makes sense. But if you go to supportingcast.fm, 
FM and have a look there, you'll know they're a fully separate company. So they presumably take a cut as well, right? And they partner with NPR and uh, Vox Media, Rooster Teeth, all sorts of big, uh, big places to set up um, to set up uh, premium podcast feeds for them. Which you can just set up your own thing like this. I don't know why everyone needs to like have a business to business solution for this nonsense. Like you can easily do a secret RSS feed, but I guess outsourcing the admin and support is kind of the idea here. So literally supporting cast.fm seems to be a business that is fully in two in two spheres in podcast. They make um they make like subscription revenue for podcasters, so you can have exclusive stuff, and they do internal podcasts. So they create like the Dropbox podcast for people in Dropbox and fucking AT the AT and T podcast that you presumably force fed if you work for AT and T. Um, they are involved in that in some way and setting up the infrastructure for that. But yeah, just wanted to note that the Black Barrel Media is trying to earn a little scratch on the side by having this setup, which I think makes a lot of sense for a smaller podcast network if you have a dedicated fan base. Uh, yeah. Not sure how well that's going, but hopefully, like this is one where I wouldn't be resentful to see the success of the business because it really feels like that guy who was talking just then on the yeah. clip you played he's the ho- he's the guy and him and his wife seemingly uh, i think it's his wife have this like history podcast and then they've just tried to branch out from there so if they have a little subscription service they're making a little money it doesn't feel as corporate as the actors takeover of podcast one or or any of these uh, shows that's fully dead or networks that's fully dedicated to producing this type of content that we review on this show yeah and i mean it, it's i again i don't know the details on how the friday night lights podcast came about but i'm starting to believe the the mythology i've made up in my head is that they were like yeah this husband and wife that do a podcast were like we love friday night lights who could we yeah. get from the show to do a rewatch podcast on it uh i'm looking at how <laughs> they were like can we get scott porter and zach guilford no of course not they're way too big shots <laughs> what about uh, Mae whitman she keeps emailing us to start a podcast it wouldn't make any sense to have Mae whitman host a podcast on this i'm looking at because uh, jesse clemens i remember i listened to a little of him on the it's not only football podcast i do see that he was also on this podcast earlier mm-hmm obviously the shows earlier they did a uh the they celebrated the end of season two chat with jesse plemons i do love i think jesse plemons is an awesome dude and i just like that he's he's gone on two friday night lights podcasts meanwhile he's in a fucking scorsese movie uh right now and you know he's still like yeah friday night lights that was great let's talk about that let's go on podcasts and discuss episodes hell yeah yeah, he's like the breakout star, I guess, from Friday Night Lights, which you wouldn't expect necessarily no. watching the show. At the time, you definitely would have been like, this Taylor Kitsch guy, he's going to fucking go to the moon. And I mean, it's not like he's uh, hard up for work, but Jesse Plemons, come on. No question. Yeah, yeah very much so. Um, I think we have to hit the nail uh into the coffin on friday night lights so how are we going to rank this because for this season and i'm starting to think this might be a double feature season like there might be other ones hiding out there that we need to find that are i I mean as i said my soul is withering for every every double podcast that we do but maybe that's just the feeling that i need to chase here because that's what this show is 
Um, so maybe we need to find more double features. But for now, our ranking for season two of Tapat Tapat is our number one show right now is It's Not Only Football, followed by Full House Rewind and then How Rude Tanneritos, which is great that you're, re-list- you're listening to more of How Rude Tanneritos, our lowest rated show. Um, <laughs> but where do you, do you think it's a worse show than It's Not Only Football? Do you think it's a better show than Full House Rewind? Where are you landing on this? Yeah, I think I'm putting it at the new number two here because even though, like I I was pretty glowing once we got to the Taylor Kitsch interview, I do think a lot of, like you had mentioned, a lot of that's on the guest, which is not a necessarily a bad thing. But even though it's been a while since I listened to It's Not Only Football, I remember um, more, like enjoying it more. And I actually learned thing a little bit more about like the show, like, how they even mentioned at the end there was like a like uh i don't think it was a post credits or maybe it was a post credits that was basically bringing up the infamous murder storyline that they ended up doing later on um because they did do a recap yeah, thing yeah. but they did it in an optimized way which i enjoyed where they were breaking down scenes but then they were getting into their personal experiences around that um so at least just based off these episodes even though I ended up way more positive on the back end of clear eyes, full hearts than I expected going in, I still got to give it to personally. It's not only football. Now, do you agree with that? Or, I mean, we could battle it out if you think it's better. I don't remember anything about it's not only football. Um, I, you know what I remember from this season? I remember Full House Rewind. I remember the weird answering machine. I remember the whole weird vibe of that setup sitting in that like talk show studio and like the the amount of work that went into it and just being perplexed by what was happening. And I found it intriguing. So I, even looking at this, I was like, surely Full House Rewind was higher up. But I think, yeah, we're just separated by time. And for whatever reason, that stuck with me because it had a unique visual language that just has been so absent from all of these other shows. Um, I yeah. think, I'm. you know what? You saying that, I'm going to give it to you and actually put then this show at three. Because okay. I think I, I that similar thought crossed my mind but I think just the fact that obviously I love the show Friday night lights is clouding my judgment more than anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, even though, I mean, I don't dislike full house. My, my fiance loves full house. I enjoy full house. Uh, but I guess maybe I, I cut cause I kind of thought the same thing at first. I was like, Oh, that's ridiculous. Am I just giving it to a full house show? But you know what? I'm going to give it to the full house show. Let's put this show. Number three. All right, we're doing it. Which is to say as well, like the it's not only football. As I said, I don't remember anything, but even just the couple of things you referenced, I was like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. And like they were doing a pretty good job of making a podcast about this show. I remember how one of the hosts was really on the ball uh, with like behind the scenes facts and things like that. It was kind of like what you want out of one of these shows. So I think it makes sense to have it up there. But yeah, we'll go with it's not only football at number one, then Full House Rewind, then. Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast, rolls off the tongue, uh, and then How Rude, Tanneritos. That's where we're at so far in season two of To Pat To Pat. I love it. Love to see it. Now, when we get to the end here, when do do we get to a point where we have to start looking at our season one shows and how they measure up? 
I don't know how we're dealing with that whole situation, to be honest. Because if I have to go back and make a call on whether 9021 OMG or how Rude Tanneritos is better, I might blow my fucking brains out. So I think let's just stick with the separate lists for now. And then I don't know what we're going to do because you're right. We we'll probably have to revisit that at some stage. There has to be a master list, right? But I just yeah. can't face it, Jim. And what about, hey, dude, the 90s calls or what's better? <laughs> Uh, yeah we're just you know what's going to be interesting is when we make that list we're only going to go off nostalgia in the same way yeah. that we go off nostalgia for these old shows where we're just gonna be our, our perspective is going to be skewed because i'm going to be like oh yeah it was funny on full house rewind when he did the scooby-doo voice was it was it funny jacob or do you just remember it because it's fucking yeah. weird and i think it might be the second but for whatever reason that's stuck in my mind so uh that's why it's number two for this season anyway i did want to um hold on what do i have it here okay, okay. I, I mean there was a comment because i i had pulled some clips and put them on social media for our uh full house discussion and one mm -hmm. of my favorite comments was um Jesus Christ, are we making downstream content out of podcasts that are, that are themselves downstreams of old sitcoms now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tom Jode, the wet sprocket on TikTok, you made my fucking day. I was so happy. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we're doing. All right. That is what we're doing. <laughs> I didn't have that. I had that thought earlier in this episode where I was like, we're definitely the people who have discussed this particular topic the most for no reason. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it's, it's good to be, yeah, it's good to know that we've really niched something out because there's a lot of useless podcasts out there in the world, but our useless podcasts is yeah. like really, it's up there. It's one of the, one of the better useless podcasts you can hear. Well, cause yeah, I was kind of thinking earlier, it's like, if we weren't doing this, we'd be like rushing to do a, the bear season two discussion or like when house of dragon came out or whatever, I'd much rather be doing this. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> well, you, you don't, Jim, you don't have a choice because there's an official house of the dragon podcast. I'm sure there's an official, yeah. the bear podcast out there somewhere. If we go looking for it, maybe that's later this season. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, we didn't want to do this. We, no, nobody wants to do this or listen to this. It's just where we've been cornered, okay? That's just the reality we live in in 2023. Well, it's not even cornered. Like, sometimes, like you don't choose to be a hero. It's just like the moment presents itself, and you either That's step true. up or you sit down, and we decided to step up. So yeah. here we are, and uh, we're ahead of the curve as far as I'm concerned. Wait till, wait till, um, wait till fucking, uh, who's that guy at the gap in his teeth? on um on uh how did this get made uh you know that podcast no hold oh, on i yeah i i fucked up uh let me look him up real quick uh he's like aziz anzari's friend okay uh, wait till he's making podcast rewatch i mean yeah paul sheer paul sheer yeah wait till paul sheer and the like all of a sudden they stumble upon this new idea of reviewing podcasts when no you're gonna know that your friends jim and jacob were the originals you're yeah, gonna they're know. gonna oh, no. they're gonna be like ha 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 isn't it silly that we're doing it it's not silly it's dead yeah. fucking serious okay <laughs> wait till scott jim's on the run right now jim jim's trying to fight for his very fucking life exactly okay? exactly that's why the releases on the podcast have been supposed so sporadic yeah because hollywood 
Anyways, <laughs> I guess that's about that. Thank you so much. Um, stop generating, Jacob. Beep, boop, 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 boop.